What's going on, yo? Nothing much. I'm excited. Lil Baby just finished his special. <laughs> I'm Lil Baby. That's what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, man, this is different. Um, I just dropped my special. If you guys actually check out my website, almost3kexperience.com, mm-hmm. I did this format, something similar to this format for the my birthday show I did together. I, okay. I don't really call it a special because it's more so, it was a, it was a birthday celebration of comedy. I headlined. I was the only comic up. I had my my boy left. Okay. Uh, all right. We're at Gal. We're at, by the way, we're at Gallery Studios right now. Just wanted to Shit put that dope. out there. Yeah, very very dope. Uh, you guys noticed this from the uh, from my podcast, your almost three K experience, which is coming back. You know what I mean? Revamp, different format, different energy. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, different location. You know what I <laughs> mean? But I did this format. Um, when I did that. I did that birthday show. Okay. And I loved it. Shout out to Dom, man. Uh, Dom really, really changed the game, how I viewed going about specials. Uh, we just try and change the landscape, man. There's no rules. Yeah. You got to create your own thing. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. too many of us have been trying to fall in line with the norms and what this is. And I just want to break every single norm, break every rule possible. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, and that's why it's going to be unique. It's really going to be art. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? So, look, before we get started, I mean, all right, so my name is Andre Myrie, a.k.a. Andre Almost 3K. All right. <laughs> um, Y'all know me. This is Princess. Princess Gohan is how yes, I met her. Yes, yes. I was going to say mean? Princess, a.k.a. Princess Gohan. You know what I mean? Uh, I picked her to do this interview because, um, she first of all, she was actually at the special. All right, mm-hmm. shout out for love. Oh, yeah. But... She's all, and she's also a comic. She's an she's an actress. She's a musician. She's just a creative. And we were able to sit and talk about you know just certain aspects of what she thought about my special, and I was just kind of blown away by her perspective comedically. So I felt like we would be able to create just something really different. Um, yeah, people yeah. When, when people see these clips in between the special, you're not you're not gonna be used to that. Like it's different. It's yeah. A, and that's what we want to go about doing this, man. So I just want to say thank you for coming here and capitulating to my bullshit. Hey, you not capitulating. I mean? <laughs> this nigga's smart. If y'all haven't figured out, he be using random ass. No, I like that. Um, but yeah, no, actually, I think it's cool that I get to break it down with you 100%. because it's not often you get someone who's just a free thinker and somebody who thinks on another level. That wants to break down their work. Hundred percent. A lot of you do have to protect your mind and protect, you know, how you feel because it's really that keep in mind I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. But. I'll be real with you. Um, from a from a standpoint of being sensitive, I'm not in terms of cri- criticism and critiques, whether positive or negative. Mm. Um, I can tell. I can discern. When one is coming from, it's always coming from a genuine place. Yeah. Like I will take, like most people won't ask, what did you think about their special from that point of view? And yeah. I want to know. Because people are afraid to hear the answer. I need to know because I can't get better than if I don't do it that way. Like how can you get better if you are just comfortable being in a place of, well, I think it's good, so that's all that matters. But that's not innate. So where does that come from? My father. Um, okay. My father has always had, like, he's, 
he established to me that you must always stay and stand on anything you do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to take consequences both positively and negatively. Right? Okay. Don't make choices unless you do it. You don't make decisions unless you do it. You don't attempt anything unless you can deal with possibly uh, dealing with success and failing at it. Yes, the backlash. So I need to know, did I succeed or did I fail? And I ask people who I respect from a from an artistic standpoint. I'm not asking the average day Joe immediately because they're not understanding what we're doing. Right. True. That's very and true. And then now it's like, uh, to me, the the average Joe is going to give me the response based upon the laugh, based upon how it's received when I actually give them the project. Like, that's how they understand it. But how can I get better is sitting with other creatives who understand what we do, the difficulty of what we do, right? Yeah. And being very, very critical with me. Like, people who I don't think give a shit about my feelings per se. Yeah. Especially if you want someone to get better. I feel like if you don't want exactly. somebody to get better, you're going to say whatever ear candy that they, they want to hear. hear. Yes. And that's because that makes you feel better. 100%. Or honestly, I really do feel like feedback has a lot to do about what you think about yourself, not just the type of feedback. Facts. But um nobody wants to falter in someone's like opinion of them. So being mm. sometimes you could be being honest as hell. And that person can't see it um, until later on. And their self-awareness has to come there as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's something that's necessary. I think that's why I have that. Like, yeah. I will. I have no problem in telling you if I feel like I'm better than a comic. <laughs> I, know. I know. But I will also have no problem in telling you when a comic is better than I am. That is very true. I can attest to that mm-hmm. on both sides. Which that's a balance. You know what I mean? Like I'm that I'm very aware of that. When I know a comic, I can't fuck with that individual, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I put it to you, my favorite comic in NYC right now is I saw him last night, Aaron Berg, bro. Aaron Berg. Aaron Berg, not just because oh, Berg. Berg. People say, "Oh, you had nah." Like, like he's not doing material anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you know that. Like you can see it, but it's but he knows what he's like. It's. It's 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 crazy to watch, and he hits every time. We're talking about those deep belly laughs, and he attacks race in a way that is mm-hmm. fearless, right? Like, th- I, I'm not, that's a different level. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, you feel like you haven't got to that deeper part of yourself been to, no. I, to bring I'm it not, up? I'm not as confident in our stage as he is yet. I think that comes from the experience as well. Like, I need... These comics who, like the older comics who are the vets, quote unquote, who mm-hmm. have the years and they like to throw that shit in your face. I don't discount that the experience matters. I mean, right. doing that hour, right? I felt that. I understand why experience matters. It's just things you go through internally on that stage when doing that hour. So I don't discount that. And I know that with experience and learning those different things and those different venues and different mind spaces you have to be in, like, yeah, that's going to help. But at the exact same time, like, there is such thing as natural ability, and I feel like it should be embraced more than it really is. Like, you know what I mean? When I hear comics be like, I've been doing this shit for 15 years, right? Real shit. You hear it. I just feel like something is about to come out. (laughs) That's funny as fuck. But go on, go on. I just think to myself, like, yeah, I feel you, but, like, 
when LeBron came into the league, Brian Scalabrini was like a 12-year vet, right? Mm. And LeBron was better than Brian Scalabrini at 16 years old when Brian Scalabrini was a full-grown man. And people didn't want to believe that. Nobody, Well, no, nah, people do that. They, but it's it's just that Brian Scalabrini would be crazy if he just looked at it because he was 11 years in at the league mm-hmm. that he's better than LeBron James. Like, even that LeBron James at 18 years old. Like, yeah. he was just worlds better than what you could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> what you could have been, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, that's an actual thing as well. And as LeBron, was LeBron as great as he was going to be when he first came in? No. He's pretty fucking incredible, though. Yeah. Right? Of course, that experience and learning his body and learning of that experience matters. So I don't discount that. I think that's a misconception when it comes to that. But y'all not going to big boy me because I know what I'm capable of. I think that also speaks to the fact that nothing gained is lost. Even if you're doing something completely different, yeah, um, those tools can come in, even if you haven't really touched this, you know, That's this area. And people think like, oh, you have to be doing this exact thing your entire life. No, it's certain things everybody's in your life. Like different. Yeah. Like everybody, you know what I mean. I use sports references because there's certain players who've been playing ball their whole life, and there's certain players who didn't start till junior year of high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just T Mac didn't start till his junior year of high school. You know what I mean? And look at it's just stop equating other people's where they start your, and where like, they're going. Your journey is not my journey. My journey isn't yours, right? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that shit is based on insecurity, right? It is because if I didn't do it, there's no possible That's way you can do it. It's kind of like um, you know who Misty Copeland is? No. She's a ballet. She's black. She's mm-hmm. a ballet prodigy. Mm-hmm. She didn't start ballet until she was 12 years old. Mm. That is. Late as fuck. I know. I've <laughs> like, I've heard that because I know girls who are, they said normally started like was it three? three yeah three yes. four years old they start so stretching like, them out and everything so twelve extremely late well she's black I mean you know we just we're just more physical uh, uh, I'm sorry I'm about to start sound like yay on here <laughs> it's giving white lives matter <laughs> the Jewish media son yeah. <laughs> shout out my nigga yay man I'm hollering oh shit. I don't, I'm not even going to say what I... Nah, hey, if we can forgive Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber did say nigga. Nigga it, it is an understatement. This nigga had good nigger jokes. <laughs> like, I can't even... I'm not even going to lie. They were, they, were, they were pretty funny. I was like, wow, uh, if this wasn't as racist as it is. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, this is why I wanted to do this because well, it's going to sound... It's going to build on a fucking special. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about that? About what? I say a white comic said the n word, like a white comic says nigga on on stage. Nigga, and Louis C.K. Is, and that shit. But I'm talking about he doesn't have the statue of Louis C.K. It's a random white comic you hear do it, and that shit is hilarious. Are you okay with it, or is it because it's Louis C.K.? Is I feel like anybody just saying anything at a certain point in their life is a lot of times not okay, even if you're valid. You really. Sometimes need that weight behind you because that's gonna in a in a way it's gonna protect you. Sad to say, like I wish some regular Joe Schmo white comedian can go up and be like, My niggas is crazy and you'd be like That shit would be hilarious. It's very funny. That's hilarious. Yes. Like that is and if and he has to deliver it that way. Yeah. Yo, son, let me tell you something, niggas be tripping and just go straight <laughs> you like know? you like that. <laughs> 
is hilarious. Yes. Like, if it's done by the right white comic, that's hilarious. Yes. Why can't that be the norm? Like, people think that you, oh, you, first of all, you niggas are sheep. I feel like a lot of y'all are dumb as hell. That's why I don't like talking to y'all directly, right? Because it gets me mad when it's like, bro, do you hear yourself? But, like, at a certain point, you're mad at that thing because you're told to be mad at it. Like, just take it for what it is. But how does those things equate niggas being dumb and white people saying nigga? Because a lot of times, again, when you hear people get mad at things or get upset at things, it's not because they really are. It's because they're told they're supposed to be. I can see that. Years of, you have to say something. You have to do something. But it do be... Sometimes you shit. hear some shit that's hilarious. And like, white. I've heard white people say really racist shit. Right, I'm a comic. So white comics go on stage and they say racist shit. And people are like, they're joking. I'm like, no, nigga. They mean that shit. But it's hilarious. <laughs> yes. That shit is yes. hilarious. And so it should be it should be sacred ground. Like there should be like when people get when people tighten up at my material, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Because why are you getting so sensitive? You think it's funny. Right? I've seen people who have tightened up and after the show come to me and be like, that was hilarious. I just didn't think I could laugh at it. Oh, what? wow. It's a real thing. It's a real story. People really say like, that is so real. But I didn't, like, I saw, like, because mob mentality is real. So, like, if everybody seizes up, even if you want to laugh, you don't want to be the first one to laugh. That's a real thing. True. In the instance, I've been, like, the person who, like, laughing loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. But you don't. But, but it's funny. You're though. a comic. Yeah. You just if you if it's especially if you're a comic, I've told people when I genuinely laugh at your shit, I think it's funny because a lot of y'all don't be funny. So when they don't be funny, I can't laugh at it. If you genuinely get me to laugh, it's just because it's funny. You can't help it. Yeah. Even if people seize up, you're going to laugh because you're you're dark. You're darker in terms of how you view things anyway. Yeah. You're gonna be able to be like, wow, I can't believe he said that, and laugh at that, right? Do you say things to evoke that feeling of like? Do you like that? Do you like getting that reaction? Yeah, I don't. People? I don't do. Yes, I don't do comedy for laughter. Okay. I literally do comedy to invoke emotion. Emotion is just a laugh. I mean, laughter is just an emotion. Yeah. Right? Just like when you see people get pissed off, that's an emotion. Do you know what you can't say when you're feeling that when you're feeling that emotion that you're not engaged? True. Because you were listening. Mm-hmm. You heard exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. It's really whether you hate me. Or love me is cool because you, you still to, feel me. And you have to listen. I to forgot you. who who said that. But. Uh, it's a rapper. It's definitely a rapper. I, I can't remember the rapper, but it's definitely a rapper. Was it? Jay- it was Joel said. Joel. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, I feel like Jay Z would say some shit like that. Huh? That was probably some whole shit. I can't lie. Shout out to Jay Z. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, how did you feel when you watched the special? Well, it's weird. It's weird to say how I felt because watching it from a comedic standpoint, mm-hmm. you just clearly, obviously, take it in differently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm listening to everything, but how I felt is funny. Like me, Darrell, and different people was laughing mm-hmm. at different parts where it was silent because it really brought something out. Like yeah. I don't, I'm looking at you know you looking around for confirmation. Like yeah, it's yeah. not funny to y'all. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was. Could you literally watch people's body language change during certain jokes? Oh, yeah. And you could see that. You, did you see people who were suppressing laughter? Where, like, you would see a person go through that, tighten up, want to laugh, but just not do it. 
I wasn't really looking at other people. I think I was looking out for your mom. Oh, yeah. Because your mom was right there, and uh, <laughs> it's funny. Shout out to my mom. She's she amazing. is a soldier. Like <laughs> She's amazing. Yo, he looked at his mom and said, hey, son, like, <laughs> to his <laughs> own mama, like, hey, yo, son, like, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> yo, and it's like that type of, you don't get to see that type of interaction with just families in general mm-hmm. and also black families. I really, do you know, I, you know why I did that to my mom? I, I did the exact same thing when my dad came to see me. Right. It's the only way I can get comfortable in saying what I'm going to say around them. I have, I'm, it's my mom, bro. Like, I don't curse around my mom. Like, right. I don't. Like, that's just not what we do. My mom know I smoke weed, but it's like an unwritten, like, she don't, she don't see it. If I'm around mom, it. she don't smell it on me. Like, it's, it's a thing. Mm. So, like, to be, to do that, to be able to do that, I, if I didn't address my mom, you would have seen how tight I was. Yeah, because that's the literal elephant in the room. 100%. Like, you, and I I, I did that on purpose. I knew it would play out that way on my special. Yeah. Because I have to do that in order to be able to, now I think I can just go up there and deliver with her in the room, because we've already gotten that out the way. Right. Because the first time I performed in front of my mom, I did a whole clean set. Mm. It was a clean, and it was at Broadway, too. It was the best set I ever did at that point. It was a clean set. How did you feel about that in her being in the room? Terrified, because I knew if I didn't do well, she's going to tell me to get a real job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my mom, that's your whole weight when she say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, even if you don't care about what your parents say, if they say some wild yeah, shit, like... My mom, yeah, my, da- my dad believe My dad is like, because my dad know I'm him. So like he know I, if he's not good at it now, he's going to get good at it, because it's just what we do. Like It's not going to stop till he gets there. My mom called me a star at the end of the show. That's what's up. Like, and like, cause you know, she hadn't really seen it at that point. So like when she came to see the show, I was like, did you enjoy yourself? She was like, I see what you're saying. You're a star. Mm. I was like, mom, you say I'm a star? I'm a star? She's like, you're a star. But she like, she didn't say it laughing. She like believed that. She now she when I tell her like what it's gonna be like for her, she believes it now. Like she really believes it. You know what I mean? My mom has watched stand up comedy before. So my mom realized what I just did. She was like, All right. Yeah. You yeah, you're not supposed to be doing this yet, but you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's but honestly, everything all the <clears throat> old is I feel like it's some principles that will always last. It's certain things that will always be true. But the way we're doing things now is is no rules. It's the matrix. We literally in the wild, wild west of this time. It's the matrix. Yeah. Think about the matrix. You remember how, how did he learn kung fu? He sat down, plugged himself into a computer for 10 hours straight, and that's how he learned it. That's really what we're doing now. That's YouTube University. That's YouTube University, bro. (laughs) Like, Like, you literally can... I tell these comics, like, they be like... You just start doing, you start, yeah, during the pandemic, right? All I did for an eight, nine hours straight was just watch the highest level comics all mm. the time. <clears throat> and I figured out the things they kept doing repetitively, the things that I recognized the comics would do, like doing things in threes. Pat- pattern. Everything pattern. is pattern. Everything is. 
I started to pick up on that. So when now it just became, how far can you push your ideas? And listen, this isn't me. This is like I'm very religious. This is God. Like this is this is this is this is Him working through me. Like, mm-hmm. like you people, people like you're a genius. Like, nah, yeah, okay, you could say that. This is a gift. I'm not supposed to be able to do what I'm doing this at this point, at why, this level. But why do you say that? Why do you because think that? because the one consistency in learning anything is ten thousand hours. The work has to be there, right? I do work at this tirelessly. I think I work harder at this consistently than most comics. I'm I'm a psycho, right? That's all I do. Is all I think. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but at the at the end of the day, to amass an hour of material, hour of good, hour of great material, I can honestly say, right? You're not supposed to be able to do that yet because there's no blueprint to do that, right? I just didn't know better, or else I'd have been doing the same way, just kept working the same material. Over time, I I didn't know there was there's no blueprint. I didn't know better. Yeah, when you find out that everybody is making this up, yeah, everybody is making and, it up, and that's what that's what that's what I'm making happy I figured. Mm? All of y'all watching, everything you do, I don't care how routine it is, you making it up. Yes, you are. There's no rules, man, and so like, and it was, yeah, man. That's that's where I'm at with it, like. You'll hear. You've heard the material. You think I'm a I'm a, I'm a great comic at this particular point in time. I'm gonna keep growing. No mainstream club will fuck with me. No mainstream club books me. Some of these mainstream clubs won't even audition me. You okay. I, mean? uh, I just had to accept that though, and be it was cool. Like I at first it used to bother me, but then I've rocked with these comics, right? Like if you look at the lineup, everything is everything I do is deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is done by accident, right? Right, right. Um, Onika McLean, shout out to Onika. Shout out to Onika. She is. That's one of my first of all. I watched. I saw her last night. She was hosting at the stand last night. Was oh, on yeah. another level. I like her because it's just perspective. It's yeah, seeing that perspective is seeing. Like it's that. First of all, we haven't seen enough perspectives from Black women like that. Yes, and black women, obviously, all women, all men, all, nobody's a monolith. Yes, there's some stereotypes that we be fulfilling the prophecy. Of course, <laughs> not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. But just because it's stereoty- stereotypical does not mean it's not fresh. And that's what I like about. And I'm not saying that Onika is stereotypical at all. Um, it's because, far from it, actually. Yes, it's it's being able to. To be able to deliver the things she does in that packaging. Yeah. Like that packaging, they expect a certain thing. She's brilliant. What do you think with your comedy, with your perspective, your humor, uh, that you're bringing different to the table with this special? Um, Nobody who looks like me, right? Nobody who does the things I do, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, the, per- the, the material I deliver doesn't, Nobody looks like me who's doing that type of shit, bro. Nobody okay. delivers. Nobody's bringing that type of energy. Like, it's really my aesthetic doesn't match what I'm saying. When you normally, things I'm saying, you normally have to be fat. Or you have to be this, like, you have to be a slob. Like, you have to, because you know why, right? It's because people do not want to, people want to laugh at you. People don't want to laugh with you, right? I don't do self-deprecating comedy. Yeah, yeah. And if you notice, that's the formula. It's almost how every comic opens everything, is with self-deprecating 
comedy because it gets the the audience comfortable laughing. I I don't mind I don't mind immediately addressing a, an audience's insecurities from jump. I'm okay. okay with that. I used to be, and that's why I don't like doing five minute sets because I may piss an audience off the minute I walk on stage. Right before you get to the meat and potatoes yes. of it. But I can do it. I had to learn how to do it just like anybody else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think, first of all, I'm sitting on stage, right? It's not, there's no, it's, you're literally just paying attention to what I'm saying. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think, you've heard the material. Does anybody's material sound like mine? As far as, far as your perspective yeah. and where you're going with it, no. And that's what's going to be brought different. I just didn't want to sound like anybody. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Aaron Berg. I'll bring him up again. You told me, call me the next Patrice O'Neal, right? Okay. Um, I never want to sound like Patrice O'Neal. Right. I think more so it comes from a place of just being fearless uh, and being just very matter of fact in your observations. There's a complex simplicity, I think, to my observations. I'm taking very very broad topic basis and we're just we're pointing out the all the little details people really 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 don't want to talk about because they're the most honest aspect of these topics that's all i do that's what but i don't think people are i don't think most com most comics are doing comedy from from my perspective i can't speak cuz i don't have the luxury of sharing these people's perspective mm -hmm. but it's doing it for the laugh that and to get something that they feel like they're missing yes i feel like very insecure people comics yeah i can see that very insecure people entertainers in general mm -hmm. i don't yeah. care what um because it's almost the nature of the beast mm -hmm. like I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, entertainers aren't insecure for a reason. This yeah. is highly competitive. Yep. Even if you're doing great, somebody is doing what you're doing on another level. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly trying to stay in your lane, stay in your bubble to be like, I am I am me. And that's my, that's going to be it. Yeah. It's not, we can say the same, we can say the same exact joke. Yeah. We're going to say it differently. Of 100%. Niggas steal my jokes all the time when I hear it. So it's like, you person going to steal your joke. You know what I mean? It's funny. I had somebody take my joke, and I did. The, I went right after him and did the exact same joke. Mine hit harder because it came from a different place. Like, right. comedy is really about the, the rawness and the honesty of the expression. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it feels different when it's coming from a place that you really believe in. Like, it's just different. Yes. Um... So yeah, I think I'm bringing, I think I'm bringing that. I'm not bringing anything new to the table. I'm just bringing back that fearlessness. I think. Okay. I don't think people are comfortable in being confident, self-assured people on stage. Yeah. And I think that's what you saw. It's like you saw somebody who, I don't hate myself. I love myself. I'm really, really confident in myself. Um, I come from a great family. My father is in my life as a young black man, right? I'm very well versed. Um, my vernacular is—I I wouldn't say yeah. There's no, there's no talking white. There's no talking black. Like, I'm very. 
what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break stereo. There's no such thing as what it means to be black. Like, you know what it means to be black? My fucking complexion. That's it. So there's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do this. Like, there is this this distinction between urban rooms and non-urban rooms. Like, there's no such thing. I used to struggle in all black rooms. I just did my special in an all black room. Right. It's it's we do that to ourselves is thinking that they can't re- relate to where we're coming from, and we're and we're being told there's a certain way to be black and there isn't because you if you're black then you're black, and I just think I'm happy I did my special in an all black room because it they related and loved the material. They understood the material. They grasped the material. They were patient enough to allow me to go through the material, right? Right. So these mainstream rooms who keep talking about, we're nervous about your demographic. What are you talking about? There's no such thing. Like, there's only money, and these are people who are coming out here to hear the art form of comedy. I think that's what I'm bringing different to the table. It's just a different energy and a style that you've never seen in a comic who delivers the type of material I do. I don't do sexually explicit comedy. I don't talk about fucking bitches, none of that type of stuff. Right. Because it's overdone and it's redu- it's redundant. That's what y'all expect from me because we hypersexualize black people. Right. right. I'm not doing that. You're right? digging deeper yes. for your perspective. 100%. And that's what I'm bringing different is I don't, I'm not going to do what it takes to get on. I'm just going to do me. And it's going to get me on because it's completely unique than everything y'all are doing. Because y'all are trying to do what everybody else is doing. Just be you. That's how I feel about where I'm at in terms of what I'm bringing different to the table with this special. Okay, okay. Let me look at these other questions and see. I think we on a roll, honestly. No, no, I did. This is exactly how, this is what I wanted from this. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this this, this is, what, is what it is. You know what? What was your favorite moment in the special? Favorite moment in the special. Yes, least favorite. Good. Ooh, got shit. Look at you. Yes. I'm gonna be real with you, and this is gonna sound super cliche. I rocked this. I rocked an audience for an hour, and then that audience sang "Happy Birthday" to my mom. Like that was the, your favorite moment. The happy that happy birthday. Was, that was so dope. Yeah. Because like she, like that was so dope. Like she got to feel everything. That's a good moment, but it's still not a moment for you. Touche. So what was your favorite moment within the hour from your eyes? Uh, honestly, the fact that the Jewel Santana um, quote hit that hard, bro. Because <laughs> I added that in that day. That's what's up. I added that in that day. I remember telling Betsy, I was like, I played around with this tag one time and it hit, but I never tried it again. I was like, I think that'll kill. I was like, if I set the... And I think it was probably the biggest applause break I got during the special. That's that's going to be a clip. That's going to be one of the clips. Oh, yeah. One of the promo clips. Because that, yeah, that's my favorite moment of the special. Yeah, that was a good moment. Like, it was, everybody I, got it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it was, but it was real. It was, it was honest. Yeah, yeah, it was very honest. Because, uh, and I thought it was dope because of how, when I began that joke, how everybody, that's when, that's when I lost everybody. I lost everybody simultaneously in that moment. I thought that was hilarious. 
Mm. Like when I the the build up, you know what I mean, the five and six, you know what I mean, like the build up to that joke, where you just heard everybody literally go. Like there are people who didn't want to look at me after the special. I'm not gonna really? name on it. Yeah, I won't say who it is. That's yeah, because like you've heard, like I touched a lot of topics, and some people, I think, took some of those things to heart. Like, and that's what I that's why I do it. Like it's you're gonna have to have an honest conversation with self when you hear my material whether mm-hmm. you find it funny or not like you're it's all the topics are just too integrate integrated into what we go through on everyday life for you not to have those conversations okay all right and my least favorite moment it's tough man um oh i was disappointed in myself. This is a personal thing. I don't even know if y'all felt it. I, there was a really long, hard pause after I said, white women get depressed because I dead ass forgot the joke. <laughs> nah, dead ass. In that moment, and then it came back to me right then and there. Dead ass forgot the joke. I literally go, yeah, no, what? Y'all got to sit in that. I couldn't remember that shit. But it's funny because on the outside, it's way less time. Yeah. In our minds, it's oh like... Oh, my God. I thought it was... like I, a thousand years just I thought passed it was, I thought it was like second. a three-minute pause. That's what it yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt crazy. And, and I literally couldn't remember the joke in that moment. Yeah. But uh, bring, being able to get that... I got it, and it... You know what I mean? I think it affected the delivery a little bit, but it, I was able to round it home nicely. Um, but, yeah, that would probably be my least favorite moment, just from a, from a point standpoint of... Not under, not having that experience of understanding, uh, like Onika said it to me when I came. She was like, "Yeah, there's a wall you hit when you're doing that much time," and she was like, "It's 37 minutes." I was like, "Nigga, yes." <laughs> Did you watch it back to see at the 37? Nigga, yeah. <laughs> Nigga, yes. Okay. Because you're like, okay. Because you get to that point, and again, he's seen me do long sets like that, but like. I didn't have the same structure or the focus, and I didn't have a sequence of jokes I wanted to put out together. Yeah. So you get to that point, and you're like, man, I still have mad material to get through. <laughs> because it's a difference between doing a long set by accident, by chance, versus something this on is purpose. What, this is what, I'm, <laughs> is what I'm aiming to do. Like, this is what I'm trying to get accomplished. Yeah. It there was a level of focus you have to get because I started to slip. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. You have to really like no. Nah, it's like this is the analogy I used. It's like you ever been on a bike and you climbing the hill, and you get almost to where you about to get the peak of the hill because you know you get to the side so although it's downhill, and your legs is burning, mm-hmm. and your back is hurting, and you can't breathe, and you just want to take a break, but you know if you stop, you're gonna roll back down. Yeah, that's how it felt. So yeah. you just know there's no way you you have to get to that peak. Because once you get to the peak and you roll down, it's light. Yeah. And once I locked back in, once I got to like the last, once I got to my last story, oh yeah, that was that was it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm here. Let's just let's close this out strong. Yeah, the last ten minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why yeah, that was my least favorite moment. You know, okay. What would you say was your biggest fear going into the special? Dead ass forgetting my material. That's a valid fear. Deadass. That's valid. Because I've done it. Like, I've been on... I 
True story. The first time I headlined the triad, right, which was a phenomenal set. He left was actually did that show. I missed about ten minutes of jokes because I forgot a joke and I couldn't I couldn't go back into it. Yes. So I was supposed to do a thirty minute set and there being a twenty minute set. Oh wow. That's a real that's a wait, how did you even end it ten minutes early? Because you just was like Nah. Well, no, because <laughs> give me the light. <laughs> so as I'm, as I'm, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I just, I just, oh, yeah, I just. All you do once I put the mic down, you can't say shit. See, what I mean, I, were you gonna keep lighting me as I walk off stage? No, nigga, it's a rap. Right. What it was, it was, uh, it was. I was doing the joke, and you know, like sequence matters. So I'd set up that sequence, and once I missed that joke, there was no way for me to bring back in those other jokes. Th- those jokes had to be sequenced that way. So I just had to go to the next portion. And it still worked because the transition was fine. Yeah. But that's a true story. That really happened. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want that to happen because I'm one I'm I'm doing this in one take. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to spend this bread today and get this shit recorded. And I'm doing this in one take. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like there's no so it's like, there's no going back. Like once you more, start, you just gotta roll with the punches. That's a flex. I want to do that in one take because and that'll be if there's one excerpt that'll make it into this, it'll be this. I want to do this in one take on purpose. Okay. Um, do people... And I don't know much about the behind the scenes of people doing for real deal specials. Most of them, do they people run... run it back? Oh, yeah. No. I, I, so, I told you, nothing, everything is on purpose. I went to go watch a bunch of comics who were doing their specials. And most of them had two show times. Okay. That makes right? sense. And you picked... And then, you know, got the inner workings, you ask questions, right? So I purposely wanted to do it in one take because I wanted to hit that hard. I didn't need another one. I wanted that to be the case. If you could go back, would you do two takes? Yes. Okay. At least at least we we can go forward with the growing aspect of it. Like, yeah. that is actually pretty cool to hear you say. Yes. I'm not sure if this is going to make it in. But... Probably will. Yeah, that's really cool because... A lot of people are trying to stand on that initial thing that they nah. said. Like, oh, I did one take and shit, I did one take. And when I go back and do it again, I do it the same way. Because there were little I there were little stumbles during the hour that I know I'd be warm. By the second take, mm-hmm. I'm hitting that. Yeah. Like there's yeah, I'm destroying that second that second take. Yeah. That's the lack of experience. But I kinda knew that going in as well. I just wanted to be as sharp as possible. And do it on some one take Drake shit. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I wanted that for the first special. Going forward, because now it's about the perfection of the art form. It's about growth, and it, this for me was about changing the game. This is about changing the norms. This is about getting people out of the mindset of thinking there's a certain way these things have to be done. That's why I did everything the way I did it the first time. Going forward, with the experience of knowing of putting to putting forth the best product possible. I'm going to do things a little differently, of course. You you can't expect to think. The evolution has to come in your process because you just get more efficient. It's like the first time you... you uh, it's, like, it's like playing a video game and, and beating a hard level, right? And then going back and playing that level again. You know exactly how to navigate it so it's not as difficult again. And you're going to see different things. Exactly. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I would definitely do two takes, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving forward to your next special, what did you learn here that you would take, and then what did you learn that you would leave? 
that 37 minute wall so like I just know to keep my focus that was huge thank you Onika for kind of highlighting that just verbally so I understood what I was feeling in that moment mm -hmm. I didn't understand what was going on and then I was like oh okay so now understanding that I think I can tune myself into that focus. Like, right, you know it's about to come, bomb, but we're, we're, we're already here. We don't even, so that's probably what I would do differently. Okay. And what was the second part of the question? Like, what would you take, so that's what you would, what would you take with you to the next special? That and is, what would you leave that you learned? That one take shit ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the realest shit you probably could ever say. Like, to be honest, that like one take shit ain't it. Mm. I see, I see why you guys do it in two. Uh, my arrogance was there, and I'm and and I'm I'm happy I did it because I'm still putting a lot of y'all niggas on notice because it was a fire hour, right? But that one take shit ain't it. Okay, I'm not doing that again. We are gonna it, get two show times. I feel like for an hour. You probably need that warm up because it's almost like when you come cold from not doing yeah like you know when you go do a show mm -hmm. and you it feels like you never talk that entire day until you get on stage. That's a fact. It don't matter how many conversations you had when you go to do comedy and you're cold. Oh, that's a whole different I, thing. So you want to hear it's crazy? I didn't touch the stage all week before that special. Oh wow! Would you not do that next time? You would do a little bit more? I would do, yeah. I, well, no, because I feel like the way I work, my process is different anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, because I was hitting the stage so much before that, I think I like to focus in and kind of just decompress and get my process in. I probably, I, I ran the hour that week. I ran it at home privately, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With no, With only one other person. So I had to generate that energy myself to do that. I did that, but in terms of getting on stage, no, I did. I, I'm, I may do that. I don't know. Because okay. I'm going to be hitting so... It's like almost like boxing to me. Like The last week before boxing, you kind of like decompress. You're not going to beat your body up. Right, right. Uh, I'm, I, I would do the two takes so I know I'm warm for that second take. And also having something to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better to have options. Exactly. But... um. And I mean, I, I, I have more means and resources, you oh, know yeah. what I mean, to, you know what I mean? I was trying to like, you know, I wasn't trying to break the bank. You know what yeah, I mean? you got to use what you got to you know get what, what but, you uh, want. I think, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, those, that's what I, yeah, those are the places, yeah. Facts. Great question. Thank you. What's next? What's next for like, yeah, the yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot in different ways. Okay, how do you feel after the special? Did we ask you that? Did I ask him that? How do I feel after the special? Yeah. How do you feel after doing this special? Oh, yeah, I'm one of them guys, man. Um, <laughs> I really am. I'm not even... And any comic who continues to... Listen, I made sure to, I made sure to follow Nika McLean for a reason, right? I made sure to have a guy like James Goff on my show for a reason. I made sure to have a young killer and prodigy like an aside Ben Brown for a reason. I made sure to have a key to P for a reason. But specifically, I made sure to follow somebody as strong as Onika McClain. Right? Yeah. Because after you watch her kill, she gave, what, 15, 20-minute set. After you watch her kill, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to stay here for an hour and keep you engaged. Yeah. And kill just as hard, if not harder. That was on purpose. 
right? So, yes, I know how I stand in this game. I know the level of comics I'm able to rock with. I know the level of... And so every comic who doesn't want to acknowledge that, that's on you. And I'm, I'm going to put that pressure. They know who I am. I know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just really what it is. I know who I am now. And I walk around with that 100%. I'm not suppressing the power level no more. Okay. You know what I mean? I think through saying everything, this goes without asking, but do you feel like you're being competitive? Are you competing? <sighs> yes, and I, I really wish I wasn't. Because that's still rooted in ego, and that's something I'm still trying to master. But it also is honestly one of the things that really helps me be at the level I'm at. Like, I look at certain niggas and I'm like, all right, that's what you... Like, there's certain niggas who are 19 years in. I ain't gonna say no names. That guy I don't think could fuck with me. A lot of these guys who are on those levels who been cannot fuck with me. Whether we're talking about hosting, your mind just doesn't work like mine. Your material is not on my level, right? And I feel that way, right? I try not to feed that because this really is about getting across a message. I do want to do this differently and mm-hmm. I do want to get messages across. Like, I want people to view me. I want people to see me and see God working through me. It shouldn't just only be, it's not about me. That's why I show so much love to the comics I'm around. That's why I try and give those comics those, that's why I pay comics to get them used to not being taken advantage of. You yeah. know what I mean? The way a lot of us are taken advantage of. So, but, I view myself as one of them guys on any level, producer, host, headlining. Com- I'm a headlining comic in New York City. Let's just let's make that be clear. I've had to say it before, but I bet the hour is documented now. Y'all gonna see it. You can't deny it. So what are we talking about? That's right. really how I feel at that point. You know what I mean? Um, I think my process is unique from everybody else's. I just think it's different. What is your process? Well... Without giving away the sauce, I don't mind. I, I, I've asked comics ask me what I do, how I build my material, and I tell them I tell them straight up everything. Um, Malcolm Lee, shout out to Malcolm Lee, uh, kind of you know gave me a formula of the premise, act out, and then mix right, mm-hmm. or you know the completion of the joke. And I build a lot of my jokes in that format, right? That's how I started building my jokes. Um, I don't write anything down. I don't write anything on paper. This, I do everything in my head. Um, I bounce a lot of my stuff off of Betsy Curie, right? Shout out to Betsy. Shout out to Betsy, who is, that's the, no. when I talk about my team, I talk about her, I talk about Dwayne, I talk about the, I talk about those type of individuals. So my princess, like people who I can really, like, but Betsy, yeah. I bounce my stuff off of her. Yeah, she's, she's so quiet, fucking, strong force. Yes. And she's such a, she's the heart. Y'all can't critique me or make me feel like shit like she can. Like, she will tell me that shit's not funny. Don't do it. And whenever I've gone against her or tried to, I was wrong. Mm. Every time, I was wrong. So, yeah, my process is I record everything I do. And I work material every for two months. And then if I know it hits, I do new shit. You know what I mean? That's how I was able to build material, and I amassed that material. Shout out to uh, Dwayne Burris, bro. Uh, Dwayne. DBJ Comedy, man, because uh, he gave me a lot of... Um, 
he gave me a lot of uh, stage time. Like, he gave me those headline spots where I could do 30 and 40-minute sets to learn how to do that and build my material. Right. And also to feel that feeling yeah. of being in that spot. Not like, uh, I think Finn said this. He said it's the difference between being the headliner and the nigga at the end. <laughs> that is so true. And a lot of times you just feel like you're the person at the end. But feeling and being in that position to be like, I'm here in this spot for a reason. I'm not just the last person. That's a fact. Like, I'm here to bring something. I'm here to bring um, something different from the entire show. So being able to practice that versus like, oh, you just at the end. Do what that you do. That was huge for me. That was huge for me. Um, Aaron Berg put me on his pod. and co- I mean, the man, when he called me... Um, he called me uh, Patrice twice. He introduced me to the booker at the stand that way. And then he called it to me on his pie. I was huge for my confidence. Confidence is everything in this game. I don't put stock in cosigns. Uh, I'm humbled by the Patrice because that's, that's, that's to me, that's one of the goats. That's, that's one of the four horsemen. That's one of the guys. Yeah. Um, so that was huge for me. Um, it kind of put me in a place where I understood what realm I was supposed to rock in, and I never did the things that quote unquote young comics did. I can see that, but also I can see you being so different from Patrice O'Neill. I think so too. I think it's more so just the uh, the fearlessness. Yeah. Um, and I do I do come from a place of honesty when it comes to the male psyche. When in terms of when it comes to women, I'm very vocal in how I feel about women and vice versa. I love women. I feel like women should be protected, but I'm you've heard my shit. So it's just how I feel. Like, yeah, I think that's where it comes from where they say it's like, you really don't care. Like you'll say whatever. And I feel like comedy is sacred ground. I feel like anything can be said as long as it's funny by anybody. Yeah, that's always the caveat. By and then anybody. Yeah. Yeah. If something yeah. that's the whole past right there. Yep. If it's funny. If it's funny, that's it. That's all that there's how you feel shouldn't matter, right? It's funny. Move on. Yeah. It's I think I almost feel like comedy in a way is like a meta world. It's like a metaverse. Of course. Because and I don't think people who look at comedy as very literal understand that. Because if I say like, yo, I fucked this goat yesterday. It's just the 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 setting of something ethereal. You sp- I didn't fuck. I'm never gonna fuck, fuck a, goat. a goat. But, but like, that's <laughs> like, because like, like what? And then to hear you build why you fucked the goat, and then have it hit is like that's hilarious. Yes, and it, it's not real. And I as it, I get where people get a little sensitive. Yeah, something like yeah. You know I mean. Right, like it's right, right, oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah, it's a great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like great. Yes. Yeah, wow. That's you should probably yes. use that. That's actually yeah, it's yeah. Give me credit. No, <laughs> no, that's actually very dope. Like I, yeah. that joke just built right in front of me just yes. now. That's but fine. I see how you can take it up to another level. That's like off, like reality, and then bring it back with something like that. Like that's that's the magic that you're trying to find. And does it always work? No. Not at all. All right? Trust me. <laughs> all right? All right? It's a lot of shit I've thrown out, all right? Uh, 
Some joints you've done, like, you ever, like, told a joke and then walked off stage like, why the fuck did I tell that joke? (laughs) That's like when you were in a conversation or you turned up. You ever been just turned up and you ended up saying some shit? You'd be like, what the fuck was I talking about? What was I talking about? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that happens quite often. One thousand percent. So I just don't think you should be vilified for that. That's it. I think yeah. that's probably where the Patrice compares. But I think I don't think there's anybody like me. I don't think I'm like anybody else. Yeah. I think that's what's going to be awesome. And like, I am competing. I and I'm being real. I, the landscape isn't scary to me. You know what I mean, I know who I'm competing with, and it's probably a lot of niggas who I'm not who I haven't met yet. That's who I'm competing with. Yeah. And y'all could take that however y'all want to take it. <laughs> I don't think that's Yes, most of the niggas I most of the niggas I'm compete with are niggas I haven't met yet. If I met you, I'm not worried. Personally. No mm. oh, shit. Not. Um a lot of y'all have gotten comfortable and complacent in doing shit the same way over and over and over. And there's a new crop of comics who are out here, who are going to put the pressure on your complacency. You're either going to develop better work habits or we're going to eat y'all alive and not allow you in these in these spaces anymore. Y'all did a lot of that bullshit to perpetuate the same bullshit that kept the art form stagnant. Right? Yeah. All right. And as you can see, that old shit is out the window. Right? Yeah. And the only comics who are thriving are the ones who are getting with the new wave. And that's what's going to happen. It's not, I'm not telling you what I'm hoping to happen. That's what it's going to be. Right? It's just a fact. Yeah. And everything is unlocked at this point. Yeah. There's like no it's rules. Not There's no rules. There's no rules. as it's been it, in It's the there. Past. No, 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 no. Oh, it, it's, oh it's there. there. No, but it's, it's not as there. yet. It's never going to go there. away. It's there. It's You can yeah. find ways around it. Um, but if no, it's there. If you have your own audience, it's kind of like when you know or you find out about different artists who have a strong fan base, never heard of them in your entire life, but mm-hmm. their fan base is so strong that they keep them afloat. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing that's happening with comedians. It's like, it don't matter if you yeah. fuck with my comedy. I don't know. Yeah, you can still get money and not have to put on the dress. That's yeah. what's happening now. Yeah, yeah It's fire. Because I ain't putting on no fucking dress. <laughs> and I ain't going to no Diddy parties. Oh, God. <laughs> not Diddy. I'm not going to them parties, bro. These niggas always put on dresses after them parties. I don't know. I'm not saying it's because of Diddy. I'm just saying every time you go to a Diddy party, I see a nigga put on a skirt. I'm not putting on no skirt. It's I don't know if he be serving at them parties. I don't know why niggas just be feeling those okay to put on skirts. But I'm not putting on no skirt. So, yeah, I'm not going to them parties either. And I don't care. Like, I don't I don't, I don't. don't do this for mainstream acceptance. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say anything to anybody, right? The first, the first time, my first show... Um, when we did that, I did this interview. I called Shannon Sharp a coon ass nigga because he is. Have you ever have you seen Sh- Shannon Sharp? Sh- every time I watch Shannon Sharp, I want to throw up. That right? is hilarious. I need to watch this. All right, first take, he be on there like it's gross, bro. It's like you are a grown black man, bro. Like why are you acting this way? Like, all, I'm not a fan of a lot of these guys, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm not doing this for their acceptance. I just want an audience and stop trying to keep me off stage. Just that's all. Okay, so what's next? Uh, so I'm dropping my special on December 16th, and I'm gonna film my next special on December 16th of 2023. Oh, okay. Um, 
I've already started working on the material for that. Um, mm-hmm. What's next, man, is be honest. We're going to grow the brand. Uh, I want to continue to expand myself comedically. I want you guys to see the growth. Um, I want some some of you comics who I feel like are, you know, everything that's wrong with the art form. I want y'all to see me and feel like you have to quit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really mean that. Um, so you want to put the pressure on. Yes. I want to change the game legitimately. Yeah. All the things that they allowed to happen, letting venues shit on you, I want to change that. I won't say the venue because we have a great relationship now, but they tried to do that. So we addressed it publicly until they want to address it with me privately. Right? Mm. We're, no, comic, no comics don't do that. Yeah, because you're afraid to lose those connections and, and, and my those point relationships. Is, what is the connection? The problem is the currency is the people. Money is not real. They make it up every single day. If people fuck with you, then you have the real currency. Yeah. And so once I figured that out, and the fact that I'm actually really dope at this, what are we talking about? Yeah. That's what's next. What's next is to continue to grow. And to facilitate more platforms for comics to just be able to be funny, be great, not mm-hmm. feel pressure like that. Like, I really want to change that. I mean, financially, man, like, I, I don't, money isn't what it's for for me. Like, I want to be able to facilitate community. I want people to be able to have opportunity. People who look like me and you, right, who right. don't get those opportunities. The best comics in New York City are black and brown comics. Make no mistake, <laughs> but they just don't get booked on these mainstream stages. I'm being very real. Yeah, they're they're passing these clubs, right? Don't get that shit twisted. Your favorite black, they're passing these clubs, but you see those lineups, right? Yeah, a lot of times, clubs in different places would rather go with cookie cutter people that they've seen a million times whites. in different. They would rather go with whites. Or if you're no, gay, I, it helps. I yes. Can't even, I know. I can't even just say white. And the reason why I say that is because the cookie cutter people, people a lot of times it's what's inside. Mm-hmm. So if you can recreate what everybody is doing, mm-hmm. whether you're Indian, you're Chinese or whatever, you're going to get through because you're part of the norm. Yeah, you know the formula. So, so you got to do a self-deprecating joke to open uh, current event. After you do a current event, you could do something a little edgy. Got to do some gay shit, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's those are the normal. Those are the normal for, formulas I see when I see comics building jokes. Um, I can almost tell. A, I can almost tell you what a comics next joke's gonna be if I've never heard it said. I could, yeah, it's a formula. So and I, I, yeah, that's. I can see that. It's. Nah, we got to get away from that. We do. You don't agree? I don't agree with what? We got to get away from that. Oh, yeah. I think everything needs expansion. Yeah, no. It just needs to be do the people laugh or not. You said the people. Yeah, I said do the people laugh or not. Are the people engaged or not? That's what it needs to be. I remember somebody came to me and was like, your structure is really different. And I was like, I didn't know there was a structure. At all? What I meant was... There's something you I didn't know this was something I had to follow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know there was a formula to make people laugh. I knew there were certain techniques. I watched that by watching, but I didn't know there was a structure. Mm. 
So yeah, man. So what's next is yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna change the game. Uh, we're 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 gonna do levity uh levity live next summer. You said levity live. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna do that next summer. DBJ, who gave them a mic, almost three K joint production. That's definitely coming. Okay. Um, that's what's next. Um, yeah, man. One last thing. Break down almost three K. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I picked that name. My uh, my Instagram name was Andre two thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost three came came about when I started doing a podcast with my best friend um, Tariq Smith. Okay. Right. Um, called the Whole Jamaicans Podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. So his his podcast name was the Big Content, which was genius. Right. Yeah. Um. So then we just literally flipped my IG name because that's why I picked it was Andre 2009. It's Andre Almost 3000. Okay. So we okay. just went Andre Almost 3K. It's still a play. It's still A3K. Okay, yeah. But it's Almost 3K. That's where it comes from. Okay, I like that. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout uh, out to Andre 3000. Huh? <laughs> I said shout oh, out to Andre that, Yeah, nah, facts. <laughs> um, I'd actually said this before. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, when I first started doing this, I was like, my actual, and I tweeted this. I can't find a tweet now. I was like, my comedic career is going to be the literal representation of Andre 3000's verse on Hollywood, diver- Hollywood divorce. Hollywood divorce. Yeah. Why? That verse, a lot of people didn't understand what he was doing in that verse. Like. People were just like, yeah, he was, it was, I'd have to play the verse to actually explain it to you. Okay. All right. And I will once we, but he basically, it was like, he gave you the ignorance, right? To entice you. And then gave you the message afterwards. Okay. It was like, kind of like that. Like, I have to, I'm giving you the message. Like I did my delivery. So my shit is really vulgar. But if you hear every joke, I can break down the meaning of every single joke, right? And it's from a positive place. Yeah. That's kind of how I kind of got that idea from hearing that one verse. Hollywood Divorce, one of my favorite. That's probably my favorite. Almost 3,000 verse ever. It okay. was genius. I'm definitely, you're definitely going to. Yeah, I'm going to play it. Yeah, we're going to play it. We're going to play it. It's genius. But uh, yeah, man, that's what's next, man. I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to share this special. I think I delivered a really great special. Um, I'm actually going to check out Vulture because um, they they put out the top specials of 2022 on there. Okay. So I would like to watch those specials in to comparison see. to mine. The only special I've seen on that list, I've seen two of them. I'll name the one that I feel is already better than mine, which is Ali Sadiq's uh domino effect Ali Sadiq is different that was a masterpiece right the second one is not better than me I'm not gonna name it right (laughs) right there's no there's no point that's I'm gonna see the list after yeah yeah, yeah. I've seen two no 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 there's a bunch of them there's a bunch of them yeah so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of specials on there I've seen two of them Ali Sadiq's is definitely better than mine the other one I've seen not better than mine. Don't care what anybody says. Don't care because of this comic's particular name or stature. It's not better than mine. And I'm going to continue to watch that. 
and then I'm going to post every one of those specials, and y'all can check them out. And then my special drops on December 16th. Y'all let me know what y'all feel. Yes, yes. Well, I know I'm happy for people to get a piece of you out of this special. But it's such, this is the iceberg. This is literally the tip of the iceberg. It's so much more coming after this. She, and yeah, she said this, and shout out to her. She. She isn't me. Princess, sorry. <laughs> princess said this to me, and this was dope. She was like, and I, this is what I wanted to get across to the special. She was like, I don't, I didn't learn anything more about you. Right. And she was like, as brilliant as the material is, I'm maybe paraphrasing, right? <laughs> but <laughs> she's like, as smart as the material is, as interesting as your material is, she was like, I feel like you're more interesting than your material. Yes. And that is on purpose. I didn't, I wasn't confident enough to tell jokes from that perspective. Yeah. I think you guys are going to get to know me this next go round. Yeah. Which is something to really look forward to. Yes. Because, like, I see, I see the vision. I see the perspective. Now, who is behind this, this perspective? Exactly. That's essentially when you watch this first special and you'll be like, this nigga's crazy. This, <laughs> this, you're going to see what shape my perspective in this next bout, in this next bout of material. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I think you this, be. I think this is what, this, this next round is what makes me a star. Personally, I think this next just be more polished and people really getting to know me, right? From a vulnerable, it's not nothing to be self deprecating, it'll be very vulnerable because it's there's things that I had to change about me to become a better person, and it just happened to be very funny, yeah. And I'm I think people will like to see that, people are going to love to see that. I think this is what makes me a star. I think you guys would just be okay. He know what he doing after seeing yeah. this duck in a pond special. This next round is what makes me a star. I like that confidence. See, this is yeah. This is what you're trying to put out. This yes. is the feeling that you're trying to give people. Like everybody, do the work, but you should feel this confident at some point. Facts. And I think that's that's the cool part. So watch the special. Yeah, 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 man. December sixteenth. I'm gonna drop it exclusively on my website. For the first month, maybe two, and then it may hit YouTube. It may not. Okay. Maybe, but yeah, coming exclusively, coming out exclusively on the Almost Three K Experience website. Okay, cool. Yo, Princess, this was dope, man. Oh yes. Thank you so much, yo. <laughs> Thank you so much. I might low key. I'm after the special drops. I might have to drop this entire thing in its entirety, bro. Like I think, yeah, this was a dope ass conversation. Yeah. Uh, you gonna come back and do my pod next week? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, might be an angle. We might be in a Inglewood whole new location. Right man. around the corner. I ain't we even might, mad at We it. might be in a whole new location, man. So, hey, yeah, as man. As long as it look like this. No. <laughs> it's gonna be a little, yeah. You said it's four times the size? Event space. The size? <coughs> Event space. <coughs> oh, shoot. Oh, it's, <coughs> it's lit. <living. coughs> you ain't gotta tell me twice. <coughs> Mm. Yes, and he behind the camera like that, Vlad, yeah, like yeah, how yeah, your voice yeah, come yeah, through. Yeah, 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 it's, man. It's, it's just, no, that was is, just uh, funny to me. But yeah, shout as a out side to note, uh, shout out. Oh yeah, uh, special thanks to DBJ Comedy. Special thanks to the Triad Theater. Uh, special thanks to Betsy Curian. Special special thanks to 
Dwayne Burris Jr. Special thanks to Onika McClain. Special thanks to Asar Bembra. Special thanks to Keita P. Special thanks to James Goff. Right? Special thanks to Darrell Myers, man. Like, mm. all of you with the collective energy, how hard y'all came. Oh, my gosh. Y'all put the pressure on the nigga. Oh, my gosh. I had to match that first hour with the same type of gusto. So I just want to say thank you guys for for doing that. Uh, special thanks again to Betsy Kirian, man. Um, Betsy on Betsy on Betsy on Betsy. Yeah, man. She's, uh, she's so... Quiet she's so, and humble she's so, for the work that she puts out. That for like, the, yeah, she doesn't. I mean, I know some of y'all haters be trying to hire her. You know, what I mean, she be telling me, <laughs> or she be telling me. You know, what I mean, niggas think she does every. She's she does everything. Yes, she writes all my material. <laughs> she is the one who she created everything you see. So if you can get her, she can make you me. I promise you. You know what I mean? I promise you that. You know what I mean? Shout out to Betsy. Shout out to the brains behind this entire operation. Betsy right. Security. He did nothing. Did nothing. Clearly. Nothing. <laughs> I just want you guys to know that. So, yeah, if you want to be where I'm at, get you a Betsy Curie. Because she is really the plot. On on a serious note, thank you. Mm. And my girl, man, she be tolerating me. Yeah. And it's not easy. Uh, you are a creative in a relationship. That shit isn't easy. Shout out to yeah. those who are people who are dating creatives who are not creatives because that right. shit is a lot to understand. Yeah, it's it's very different. Yeah. But if that person believes in you and they critique you and they keep it real, they keep it honest and they like kind of like watch yeah. out for you, that's the person that's you should what it's be a, with. There it is. And on that note, man, yo, listen, I can't wait for y'all to see this special, man. Right. Let's go. We out here. <laughs> That, my nigga, this is...